National coverage of America's greatest sport. Join us for bi-weekly episodes throughout the season, and remember to subscribe and rate or review the show wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to contact the show, please email us at ultimatecfbpod at gmail.com or via Twitter at cfb underscore ultimate. Welcome back to the Ultimate College Football Podcast, as today we continue with our preview of the 10 FBS conferences with the Mid-American Conference, a conference that is known for its parity since 2015. Every school has played in the conference championship game with the exception of Eastern Michigan, and in the past eight years, we've seen six different programs win the MAC title. So pretty much everyone is operating at a similar level, obviously not the same level, and some programs have certainly been more consistent than others, uh, but it is a pretty wide open league, and so if you're into uh, following the conference championship race, it's going to probably be a pretty entertaining and tight race down to the very end. The MAC, unfortunately for them in recent years, has seen some slippage as far as uh, national competitiveness is concerned. They haven't been very close to sending a team to a major bowl since Western Michigan played in the Cotton Bowl back in 2016. And a lot of MAC programs, they are reliant upon uh, playing against Power 5 schools in the non-conference to help fund their programs. Uh, they do have student fees to help uh, support uh, the football programs as well. So they're not quite the money makers as uh, obviously the Power 5 or even some group of 5 uh, football programs. And because of that, as I said, they play a lot of Power 5 games, especially against the Big Ten, but also other conferences. And that makes a lot of these schools schedule fairly difficult, and it uh, does reduce the number of bowl participants. A lot of these schools will have a pretty poor non-conference record. Even some of the better teams in conference, uh, they start off the year kind of behind the eight ball, and then they make up uh, some of that ground in the conference late. We're going to start off with the MAC West, as Toledo is the favorite in the division, and the other schools then in the West are Eastern Michigan, who has enjoyed quite a bit of success, uh, kind of under-the-radar success. They've been going pretty regularly to bowl games, but as we said at the beginning, haven't been able to make it to the conference championship game. Northern Illinois, they have of late been a little bipolar for a long time. They were one of the standard bearers in the MAC. They were uh, very consistent year in and year out, even had the year where they won big and played into Orange Bowl a little over a decade ago, but now it's a little bit more hit and miss for them. Uh, Central Michigan, uh, they have had some success, but again, consistency's been a question or has been an issue, I should say. Ball State, kind of the same story, and Western Michigan, who have really not been able to quite be get back on track since P.J. Fleck uh, left, uh, but still a program with potential and has made it to a lot of uh, bowls since he left as well. So uh, it's a pretty wide open division, uh, but Toledo is the team to start with. They are the favorite in the division and the team that has maybe been the most consistent in a pretty volatile uh, MAC conference. 
Toledo. They are the defending conference champion, and they return a lot of starters, nine on offense, seven on defense, and this was despite the fact that internally Toledo had a lot of concerns that some of their top players were going to be poached in the transfer portal, but Toledo, they were able to maintain a strong nucleus, and that certainly uh, makes them the team to beat on paper uh, entering the season. Uh, Jason Candle has had a really great run here at Toledo as he enters his eighth season and uh, he should have a team that's atop the conference or near the top of the conference. And once again, after that, it's kind of a question of who is going to potentially challenge uh, for uh, the East Division uh, Championship. Northern Illinois, as I said earlier, they used to be the standard bearer in the conference. They're always a team uh, to keep an eye on, even with some of their decline in recent years. They did win the conference just two years ago. Uh, they're kind of a hard team to get a read on. Went three and nine last year, but they certainly do have some bounce back potential and pretty good at the line of scrimmage, uh, at least on paper entering the season. Eastern Michigan, uh, they've been on a very good run under head coach Chris Crichton entering his tenth season. Uh, they had a really strong second half of the season last year. Is this the year where they can finally win the division? I don't think that's real likely, particularly when you look at offense. Uh, just a lot of inexperience, but the defense could be very strong, uh, so that's going to be their calling card this season. And then Western Michigan, they are breaking in a new head coach, and Lance Taylor, uh, he is coming over from Louisville, where he was the offensive coordinator. He is looking to turn around a program that went 5-7 and seven last year, uh, which is actually much closer to competing in the conference than that overall record would indicate. Again, the as we said at the beginning, these schools tend to play difficult non-conference schedules, which can really tank your overall record. So he doesn't necessarily have as big of a job as what you would maybe think with the coaching turnover and with a losing record last season. And they are a school that I don't expect them to really challenge Toledo, uh, but a bowl game certainly is in play, and they certainly could be in the hunt. It's a very wide open of all the conferences. I think the MAC in both divisions is about as wide open as it gets. And then to finish off the division, you've got Ball State, who is trying to recapture the magic of that special 2020 season where they won the championship. Uh, head coach Mike Neal has uh, kind of been all over the place with a 33-48 and 48 overall record in seven years. It's been a little up and down, uh, but not that far from competing as they went 5-7 and seven and 3-5 and five in conference. Uh, flip a couple more of those games, and they're going to be right in the hunt uh, for the division crown. And then Central Michigan, a similar place uh, under head coach Jim uh, McElwain, who has played in a conference championship game and a couple years ago actually beat Washington State in the Sun Bowl. They've had uh, success under McElwain. Uh, they just need to be more consistent. And I'm not sure necessarily this is the year to do that coming off of a 4-8 and eight season where they actually had some expectations. Uh, they lose some of those key players, including star running back Lou Nichols. So this is going to be a year where Central Michigan is under the radar, don't have high expectations. Uh, the more realistic goal would be to return to a bowl game. In the Western Division, there isn't as clear of a front runner as you have in the East with Toledo. A lot of people are liking Miami of Ohio. They were a bowl team, although losing uh, 
team overall with a 6-7 record. They, like a lot of these schools, have quite a bit of continuity. Chuck Martin is entering his ninth season. He has uh, won the conference before, uh, so there is some history here. Uh, Miami of Ohio is a school that in the right season can hit it big and win the conference and they do have a good nucleus returning uh, on offense and defense particularly uh, the defensive front I think could be pretty solid for them so Miami of Ohio a team to keep an eye on as well as Ohio they for a long time uh, were one of the consistently best teams in the MAC, uh, but under Frank Solish, were never able to actually win the conference despite playing in the championship game several times. It looked like that this program, after Solis's retirement, uh, was headed in a downward direction as the first year under head coach Tim Albin was disastrous. But last year, a big bounce back won 10 games played in the championship game against Toledo. Ohio is a team that's going to be right in the mix once again, and they are very experienced so this is a kind of a two-man race on paper at least potentially between Ohio and Miami of Ohio but with the Mac I do think you need to assume that other schools are going to be in the mix as well uh, Buffalo is potentially one of those options they went seven and six last year uh, Maurice Linguist uh, had a nice bounce back in his second season after a pretty tough first season taking over from Lance Leopold. So Buffalo is definitely a team to keep an eye on. Uh, something working against Buffalo is they don't have as much uh, returning production as Miami or Ohio. So Buffalo is being uh, questioned a little bit more compared to those two, but certainly a school uh, to keep an eye on. As well as Bowling Green, uh, Scott Lofuller had a pretty terrible tenure until last season where they did make it to a bowl game, went 6-7, and seven, and they are a very experienced team, as experienced as any team in this Eastern Division. And they got one of the bigger wins in the transfer portal by grabbing Connor Basilak. He was, at a certain period in time, a very uh, touted quarterback for the Missouri Tigers. Uh, his career, of course, then took a downward turn, uh, which is why he's now a bowling green. Uh, but unusual to get a starting SEC quarterback uh, to come to a school like Bowling Green. So it'll be interesting to see if he does win the job. It will uh, be a competition, and uh, some people actually think he doesn't necessarily lead that race. Uh, but Bowling Green is an uh, experienced team, as we stated, is probably going to be in the hunt here. The two schools that are unlikely to challenge in the East are Akron and Kent State. For Akron, uh, they've been down for some time, went 2-10 and 10 last year. Uh, so it would take a pretty big jump for them in Joe Moorhead's second season to compete for the division. I think just trying to get closer to bowl eligibility. I don't expect a bowl game. I think another pretty uh, you know, poor record is reasonable uh, to expect for Akron. Uh, but the Zips, if you're going to try to you know, put a benchmark for them, you know, bowl eligibility would be much more realistic than a division title. But even that, I think, would be quite a stretch. Uh, you're just trying to see this team become more, uh, more consistent, try to win some of the close games they lost last year. Uh, put up a better showing in these MAC games where a lot of teams, including Akron, uh, are not necessarily that far from each other. And then the other team that doesn't have very high expectations is Kent State. Now, Kent State is a school that has been very successful as of late, uh, but they were really hurt by uh, the loss of uh, San Luis, who's now the 
offensive coordinator at Colorado. He left the head coaching position at Kent State to be uh, Deion Saunders' uh, offensive coordinator, which you're seeing more and more of across college football, where head coaches at group of five schools, particularly lower group of five schools, will leave to become a power five coordinator. Uh, that is a trend we'll, we're seeing, and Kent State fell victim to that. And with that, a lot of their better players uh, left via the transfer portal. So Kent State could be in for a really rough season. Uh, they have no returning starters offensively, four returning starters on defense. I would expect a pretty challenging season in Kenny Burns' first year as the head coach. At the very least, you're looking for Kent State to try to uh, install Burns' culture, try to get the schemes in place, get the players comfortable uh, with all the newness around the program, uh, but it could be a pretty challenging year for the Golden Flashes. Well, that will do it for our Mac preview. Remember to check out our previous episodes as we've gone through the biggest games in each of the Power 5 conferences. And we also are in the midst, of course, of our preview of all 10 FBS conferences, including the Independents. So check out our previous episodes and be on the lookout for future episodes in this series. Thank you for listening. This is the Ultimate College Football Podcast.